Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna. It's the fans phoning. We've got lots to discuss. We're going to be talking Nicolas Pepe. We're going to be talking about the transfer window. We're going to be talking about the preseason friendlies and whatever else you guys want to get off your chests. If you want to get involved, all you need to do is DM us at Chronicles underscore AFC with your name and number if you're based in the UK. If you're contacting us from outside of the UK, we require a Skype address instead. Let's kick off this week's fan phoning. Hello, good evening and welcome to this week's edition of the Fans Phone-In. Uh, as ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu, and on today's edition, we've got lots and lots to discuss. Uh, we're going to be talking, as I said, Nicolas Pepe. We're going to be talking about the transfer window so far. We're going to be talking about uh, the pre-season friendlies, your hopes for the new season. Are you feeling a lot more confident about Arsenal, about the ownership, about the leadership and about Unai Emery? Let me know, of course, your thoughts. Like I said, if you want to join in the conversation all you need to do is dm us uh, on twitter at chronicles underscore afc with your name and telephone number if you're based here in the uk if you're contacting us from outside of the uk we require a skype address instead now before we go over to your calls i'm going to start off by talking about this man nicolas pepe hashtag pepe is here it's finally done arsenal announced it around about 4 30 today um sent social media into a frenzy because we were all waiting for it weren't we we've been waiting for it for days some people were getting a little bit nervous etc um and stuff but ultimately this was done a while ago uh well i say a while i mean you know a couple of days ago uh but we've been waiting for the announcement the announcement is finally here we now know that nicolas pepe will be joining that front line at arsenal and my word what a player we have on our hands. A big hello to all the guys in the comments uh, already. Hello to Russ. Uh, hello to Nimsy Lot. Hello to American Goober. Uh, Carlito, what's up, Harry? How you doing, mate? And hello to Melvin Marks. Uh, guys, gather your thoughts because we'll be getting through as many of your calls as we possibly can within the hour. Uh, you can find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube or Spotify. Don't forget to subscribe, like, share. That is very, very important. And the headline today, Pepe signs for Arsenal. Great way to start uh, the day. Uh, or well, the evening, I should say, uh, on the phone. And we've got lots and lots to discuss. Lots of you lined up on the phone lines, and I can't wait uh, to start talking to you guys. Uh, right, my thoughts, though, on Nicolas Pepe before we kick off. I'm over the moon. Um, he's a brilliant player. Uh, I probably would say that I think Arsenal uh, went initially for Wilfred Zaha. That didn't work out. And the reason it didn't work out is because Crystal Palace and Arsenal couldn't come to a financial agreement. Lille were willing to uh, accept a payment over a, a period of time. And that is why I think Arsenal turned their attentions to Nicolas Pepe. But I think, and I don't know if you guys agree with me, you can let me know in the comments or on the line, it has worked out to Arsenal's benefit. I think Arsenal have got themselves a much better player here in Nicolas Pepe. Let me know, of course, what you guys think. Right, we're going to dial up our first caller. Bear with me. Trying new software this evening. Should be all right. Let me know in the comments if there's any problems with the audio or anything like that. Hello? 
Good evening, mate. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna. What's your name and where are you talking to us from? Hello. Hello, can you hear me? I don't think he can hear me. Can you hear me, mate? Hello. Hi, Sam. Can you hear me? No, we're going to have to move on. We can't get. We can't hear Sam. Uh, or Sam can't hear us for some reason. Uh, let's have another go. One second. Hello, mate. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Hello, mate. Can you hear us? Fantastic. Fantastic start, that is. Uh, let's move on uh, to the next one. Apologies about that, guys. Uh, technical uh, problem, it seems. Let's move on to the next caller and we'll come back um, because Sam, uh, our first caller, cannot hear us for some reason can you guys all hear okay in the comments let me know um this is the issue when you do things live isn't it you often uh, get these sort of uh, problems hello hello mate can you hear me hello hello can you hear me hello hello mate can you hear me uh no i can yeah good stuff colin how you doing mate welcome to the chronicles of aguna <laughs> oh Mate, god I'm buzzing. I'm, I'm buzzing. good I'll tell you what if you told me this a week ago that Arsenal was saying Pep we had a last yeah <laughs> tell me about it because I, I just didn't think it would happen especially when you consider the choice of clubs that you had to choose from and if you listen to what the was it the Leo president has to, had to say like he chose Arsenal. Like that's that's the big thing for me. Like that's mad. Like because if you read the reports, like because he had Bayern Munich to choose from, PSG, Liverpool, United. If they were even in for him, I don't even know if they were. But if we hadn't signed them and we lost them to Bayern Munich, you could sort of like put your like. You could sort of say, oh, you know what, it's Bayern Munich, they're a big club in their own right, and, you know, it, it, it's Bayern, you could kind of, you know, chalk up to that, but the fact that we've got him is unbelievable, <laughs> oh my god, I still can't believe it, man, I still can't believe it, I'm going to have to pinch myself just to make sure I'm not dreaming. <laughs> Love it, Colin. Love it. Absolutely love it. Guys, in the comments, let us know. Can you hear the audio loud and clear? Let me know if there's any problems because we are using a brand new software this week. And I had a bit of trouble earlier on trying to get things to work. Um, as some of you may have seen on Twitter, I started a few streams here and there just to test it. Let me know if you can hear me and if you can hear the caller loud and clear in the comments. Colin, how are you feeling now about the new season? Are you feeling a lot more positive? Yeah, I can't wait. I'm, I'm, I'm just like, bring on, bring on the season, man. <laughs> well, actually, no, no, until we get a centre back in Tierney. Let's just hold off on that. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but, nah, nah, but, without, not joking about it, like, I'm, I'm excited. I really am. Like, because we've now spent 105 million. Like, me, <laughs> The more impressive thing is the fact that we're now prepared to 
kind of deal with the George Mendezes of the world, like to just do what's necessary to compete again. Like, because one thing that pissed me off about the old regime is that they were averse to like making, you know, deals with people like that, and that's what prevented us from competing. Like, because every agent, I, I don't like agents in the first place, but you know, there's not one agent in world football that hasn't been hasn't done something snide to get a deal over the line, whether it's a contract or a move away. It's all snide, mate, but the fact that we're actually doing what's necessary to compete again, that, that's what's made me happy. Because if it came down to doing, like, if it came down to the fact that, oh, you know what, they were, Leo were, you know, going just like they made a bit and whatever and we got outpriced and fair enough. But they remained classy throughout the whole thing. And I don't know if you've seen their tweet, but they've actually wished Pepe good luck as well. Yeah, I've seen that. That's fantastic. And right. I, I think I retweeted it actually. Me, that's classy. really classy. Yeah, absolutely agree. Agree with you. What about the, the defence though, Colin? Is that not something that we need to be addressing? Hello? Colin, what about the defence? Is that not something we need to be addressing? Yeah, yeah. That's why I want Tierney. That's why I want Tierney. Because, I mean, if we've got a centre-back and a left-back, right, that's, that to me would be a 10 out of 10 window. Because we've addressed all areas that we needed to. But in saying that, Right now, I'd say a solid eight. Okay. Eight out of ten. That's pretty good going, though, isn't it? It's more than we expected initially. Yeah, I mean, we didn't think we'd get Pepe in the first place, man. So I'd say that's an improvement either way. (laughs) (laughs) Colin, before I let you go, mate, what is your prediction for the rest of the window? Will we get Tierney in? Will we get a centre-half in? I think we'll get Tierney in, but that's more likely to be at near closer to the end of the window like toward more towards deadline day um center back do you know what i I think we will get one in i think we will get one in it's more likely to be a loan from well i'm guessing it's more likely to be but whether or not we get the right center back i don't know if it'll be the right one that we're looking for but if we get Rugani or Ntiti on loan, then fair enough. Like I can, I can live with that. Because they're better than what we have. Okay, good stuff, Colin. Thank you so much, mate. And we'll speak to you again very, very soon. Indeed, you are. Take care, mate. All the best. That was Colin. Apologies there. We had some issues with the audio um, on those first couple of calls. Not sure uh, why. Like I said, it's new software, so bear with us. Uh, We will make our improvements, of course. Let's get on uh, to the next caller. Here we go. Hello. Good evening, mate. Can you hear me now? Good stuff. Apologies, mate. It was a problem at this end. Like I've been saying, we've got a new software. It's been a fucking nightmare, to put it politely. Um, but uh, introduce yourself, mate. Trust it, mate. That's it, exactly. Introduce yourself. Let us know where we're talking to you from. Oh, 
Hi, my name's Sam from Colchester. Welcome, Sam. Uh, what do you want to say this week? Thanks for having me. Um, well, it's a good day today, really, isn't it? Nicholas Pepe. Um, can't really complain too much. Um, a big si- record signing, um, if you add up five years' total, obviously. Um, but it's just, uh, I think a lot of people are getting overexcited with it. Like, you know, I see loads of people tweeting that cronky quote about how to get excited about everything. I'm like, yeah, Pepe's great, but, you know, our defence is still one of the worst in the league, in my opinion. Um, so if we are to really get excited, then want to be able to have defenders who I can trust to defend um, and probably only have about two or three, really, we can trust. The rest of them are, we know are rash, know are unreliable. Um, so I think it's it's a great signing, great promise, but I think it is a bit paper over cracks looking, really. I don't know what you think. Yeah, I mean, I totally get where you're, I totally get where you're coming from, mate. Um, you know, we've got some comments coming through. Mitch Fallon, um, where is it? If I can find the comment here on the screen. Uh, here we go. Mitch Fallon says, everyone's buzzing for Pepe, but none of us watch Liga and we need to be a tad cautious. The excitement yeah. is around the fee 100%. What do you make of that, mate? Yeah. Um, the, I mean, obviously, when you pay big money for someone, you expect big things, but at the end of the day, he's only 24. Um, we should expect him to settle in as well. Um, 22 goals um, we, we need goals from other areas of the pitch other than Alba and Lacazette that's been our problem um, without Ramsey now especially um, so I, I think obviously I'm very excited about him he looks a good player um, but I do think the main area we have needed strengthen all summer is defence um, and why we haven't been able to buy Tierney but we've been able to do Pepe is a problem yeah that's a good. That's a good point. That is a really, really good point. Why do you think Arsenal are, you know, being difficult about this extra six or seven million that Celtic appear to want up front? You can't fathom it, really. I, I, I'm not sure why we only have forty million to spend to start off with. Where, you know, every Forbes list that comes out, we're in the top six or seven clubs in the world, um, and yet we only have a forty million budget. You wonder where the rest of the money goes. But then that's another issue with Conkeys and everything that goes into them. Um, we've also not spent money well in the last few years, as everyone said before, for Staffy, Jacka. Um, so, it, yeah, it's it's just one of them things. It's like United with Maguire, there's struggle over fee there. There's been a struggle with Tierney's fee. Um, and we're not even looking at any centre-backs, as far as I know, and we're struggling to sell Mustafi. So there are still problems there, but I think we should be excited about Pepe still. It's just, I think we are reminded that our defence still needs a lot of work. Absolutely. I think if if I'm to look at it from my perspective, when I look at the Arsenal team and I look at what could be with Nicolas Pepe next season, with a front three of him, Aubameyang, Lacazette, with potentially Mesut Ozil behind them, supplying them, that is frightening. But the problem is... Can- it is, it is. But the problem is, can Arsenal find... I, I just think... Um, I didn't know if you stopped talking. I think you can't for that. <laughs> That's all right, mate. That's all right. Go ahead. Um, no, the, the, 
uh, if he does play Ozil as well in that number 10 in what could be a lot of 4 3 3, I imagine, with Pepe, Alba maybe on the left. I don't know how exactly it will go at the, the front. Um, and then Lacazette, if you play them all, then it is great. And it, I think it is one of the best attacks in the league. Um, and, you know, it seemed a bit all out attack FC. We're just going to have to try and score five or six goals a game against most teams. Um, but if we do set up like he did at the start of the season where we did look bet much better in defence with Torreira um, at the base of the midfield with Socrates uh, and ideally Rob Holding, I think, next to him. Bellerin comes back. Kolasinac or Tierney at left-back. It is a well-balanced team, but it is just about how Emery's tactics work. And at the end of the day, the pl- some of the players are a bit up and down in form. So it's just about getting consistent form in the team but when you look at our attack on paper it is one of the best in the league by far and the goals speak for themselves all the numbers with Alba, Laka and Pepe Um, we will be a problem to teams next season I don't think anyone will want to come to the Emirates next season once we're in full flow it is just I think question marks still remain with Emery to be honest I'm not I was confident about him half the season, but I think the second half of the season has left a lot of um, doubts. But well, it'll just be interesting to see how he fits all the players in and what tactics he goes with this season, whether it's a four or a three at the back as well. Absolutely. I think he's been quite clear in pre-season saying that he prefers the back four. Um, and I prefer yes. the back four too. But here's my question to you, mate, because... We've got a few midfield options. We've got Granit Xhaka, we've got Lucas Torreira, we've got Matteo Guendouzi, Danny Ceballos is coming now as well. Who for you would be the midfield pairing that would give Arsenal that basis on which to go on an attack from, but still leaving enough back for us to protect the defence? So if we were to play Ozil with those three up top, who would be the, the two-man midfield pairing, in your opinion, that would be best to, to hold that position? I would have to go with Torreira and Jacker because just because for half the season they looked so good together and I think a, a good system was was coming there um, and then I think it was the Man United game Jacker got suspended um, and it all went a bit to pot um, when Torreira lost Jacker and then uh, Torreira lost his form. Um, I do think there is a good pair there. I think Torreira's tenacity and Jacker. I know he gets a lot of stick, but you know that. Like, I think there was a, a stat last season where when he played in centre mid, I think in 22 games we only lost two uh, up until the last you know five or six where everyone completely lost their heads and there's no one we could count on in the team. Um, so I do think it would be Torreira and Jacker. I do ideally want a better midfield than, midfielder than Xhaka next to Torreira, but obviously I don't, we can't buy it everywhere. Um, Sabalos, uh, I don't know a lot about him. He sounds like he could be more of a number 10 than a player next to Xhaka. I don't think, I think we need a bit of strength in midfield. And he doesn't, I mean, he's a bit of a, a lightweight lad. Um, as Xhaka adds a bit of power in midfield. Um, so ideally I would go with them too, but can you rely on Granite Jacker for a full season? I don't think so. So, you know, um, I think we have to make do with the options we have sometimes. I think it would be Torreira and Jacker if I had to choose. Um, 
and let the attack see what the attack goes next season. I think we're in for a, a fun season, to say the least. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks very much for calling in, mate, and uh, we'll speak to you again very soon. Sorry, mate, you cut out there. Say that again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think we're in for a fun season, to say the least, mate. Just um, it's very unpred- Arsenal, I think, will be very unpredictable this season. Um, and we'll just have to, it's one of those we'll just have to wait and see. Um, but delighted with Pepe signing. Hopefully, um, we get Mustafi out, get a new centre back in, get Tierney in, and I think we'll be well placed to challenge for the top four. I can't put it out there that we'll get the top four, but I think we can challenge. Absolutely, mate. Thank you very much for calling in, and we'll speak again soon. Pleasure, mate. Catch you later. Have a good night. Another fantastic caller there. Let's go through your comments uh, for a few minutes as well, guys. Uh, let's have a look at some of your comments coming in. Uh, Wasu says, Harry, I would love to call in from the US. Uh, all you need to do, mate, head over to our Twitter page at Chronicles underscore AFC. Leave your Skype address there and uh, we're collating a list and we will try and get through as many calls as we possibly can before 10 p.m. So stay close to your phones. Uh, if you do get a call from us, it will be on a private number. So it's not someone pranking you. Don't worry. It's just us. Uh, shout out to the two Tonys. My dad and his friend are watching in the living room drinking some JD apparently on a school night. Oh dear. Uh, let's see the rest of the comments. Nimsy lot, Cronky out. Fuck them. <laughs> uh, let's see what else we've got here. Um, da, 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 da. Lots and lots of comments, but which one to pick? Uh, Beardy1988, the new regime have to now show the other side of their capabilities and shift out the dead wood. Hmm. It's not always as easy as that, though, is it? And I think a lot of people, um, you know, get that twisted. I think a lot of people expect um, it to be a click of a finger and you get rid of these players. That's not how it works. Uh, Question from Matt Gunner, 32. Do you think Emery wants Chambers out or is he encouraged by what he might contribute this season? I'll be honest. I'm not convinced about Callum Chambers, but I think um, for Unai Emery to have brought him back, not look to have moved him on, moved him on, and and seemingly picked him over somebody like Christian Bielik. It seems like Unai Emery feels he can do something. So let's see uh, what happens there. Um, love cycling, Harry. Have a look at my latest tweet. Who is going to get the mins this year outside the nailed on three? What do you mean, mate? Let me know what you mean. Do you mean out of the front three? Um, who's going to get the minutes? Will it be Nelson? Will it be Inketia? Is that what you mean? Let me know in the comments and I'll come back to that. Um, da, da, da. Let's see what else we've got here. Um, lots and lots of comments. Uh, Nimsy Lot again says, Gwenduzi, nowhere near the first team for me. I agree that Gwenduzi shouldn't be in the starting eleven, But to say he's nowhere near it when he played quite a bit in the first team last season. I think you're being a little bit harsh there, uh, but, you know, happy to to discuss that further, of course. Um, let's see, lots more comments. We're going to be going to a caller in just a minute. Um, da, da, da. Jarpadolo says, announced Tierney. Mitch Fallon, 1978, says, harsh. And I'm assuming he's talking about the, the fuck Cronky comment. He says, it's harsh. The Cronkies are backing it up right now. It's true. You have to say that. Josh Cronkey said, be excited. Josh Cronkey 
has just sanctioned a £73 million deal for a forward. It's very hard to slag him off on this one. On this occasion, the Cronkies have put their money where their mouth is and they've done the best deal that they can. Yes, finances are restricted. Yes, this is a deal that will be paid over five years. But Arsenal have shown great business quality to be able to do this and get this deal over the line. So come on, let's not be uh, too harsh on them. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Um, Pong 96 Harry, do you think Nelson is quite overrated? And which middle table club would possibly challenge the top six? Uh, that's a really difficult one. I think there's there's a few clubs, isn't there? There's the likes of um, Wolves, who you'd say did really well last season and you'd expect to maybe push on a little bit. There's teams like Leicester around there. West Ham have done some good business again. But is it enough to get into the top six? I'm not entirely sure because it's a really, really tough group uh, to break into. But we're going to dial up our next caller now. Uh, here we go. Um, just putting the number in the system. Bear with me. Let's go. Hello. Good evening, mate. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna. Your name and where are you talking to us from? Hello, Harry. It's uh, Deepak. I'm speaking to you from Welling. How you doing, mate? Everything right? Yeah, yeah not too bad. I'm gassed, man. Buzzing. Pepe, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I'm feeling good about it. Uh, have you, how did you feel waiting for the announcement? It was a long time coming, wasn't it? Um, yeah, I was I was pretty patient. I wasn't. I saw the hype on social media, but you know, I was I was fairly positive. Um, just got a couple of points. I wanted to I wanted to, to read off. I wrote some down. Is that okay? Go for it, mate. That's what the show's for. Thanks, man. Okay, so um, I'm you know I'm static, obviously, like everyone else with Pepe's behind. Does this now mean Raul Vinay Edu and Arsenal now care? In my opinion, it definitely shows ambition and passion in the first proper window, in their first proper window. And also, let's not forget, the last two, three years, we have been spending, like if we think about Lata, Oba, Pepe, then there was Leno and uh, Terreira as well. Um, overall, for me, it's been a good window, but it'll be exceptional if we speak and Tierney was to speak of a, a centre-back. If we get Tierney and, and, and a centre-back, in my opinion, the ball goes back into Unai Emery's court. Um, to get us back in top four and win the Europa League. Um, going on to yesterday as well, so I know there's a lot of points, but I just wanted to raise it. Um, going back to yesterday's game, I think Unai Emery made a massive statement by playing the majority of our youngsters because it confirmed what some of us already knew, that they're not the finished article. You know, we played a mid-table team um, and they were found one thing, you know. It, it, it's a double-edged sword in one way because they need the experience in top black football um, so that they have strong foundations. However, seeing what games he puts them in for this season will speak loudly as to who he trusts and who he wants to nurture. Um, just the last two, um, will we now see an improvement in Ozil? As he's now going to have players like uh, Tobias, Pepe, he's already got Obaka around him. But does that mean his level of football will, will um, increase in his desire? And finally, just to end on this point, if Uno Emery 
now the ball's back in his court. If he doesn't finish in the top four, um, let's say, okay, let's say if he doesn't get defenders, let's say if he gets defenders, right? Does that mean it's time for him to leave? So if we sign Tini and another centre back, and now he, we have a stronger team, you know, does, does he leave? I leave that up to the viewers. But these were a lot of my points. Sorry, the brain dump, but it's just been building up a couple of days in my brain. No, and there's some great points there, mate. I I think that in answer to your question around Unai Emery, if he doesn't uh, get us back in the Champions League, then he should be moved on. Uh, that's my view on it. And the reason is Arsenal need to live by this decision now. You know, we've heard uh, that Arsenal had a limited transfer budget. We know that in actual fact, they've not laid out more than 45 million up front. And that's the key here. People are sitting there going, oh, I thought Arsenal only had 45 million. They only had 45 million that they could spend up front. And that's why we didn't get Zaha. That's why we come to Pepe, because Lille were willing to accept those terms. And, and, and Crystal Palace simply weren't. That's the difference here. Now, like I said earlier on, I think it's worked out better for us because I believe Nicolas Pepe is a better player than Wilfred Zaha. So in the long run, this has worked out perfectly. But Unai Emery's decision, and it might not be just Unai Emery's decision, but the club's decision to spend that sort of money and to spend 30-odd million on a centre-back who is going to be loaned back to St Etienne for the season and not address our defensive issues, if, of course, they don't go on and address that, would be a, a travesty, you know, if we were to miss out on our targets. So you've got to hold the manager and the people making the decisions accountable if come the end of the season we're still useless defensively and that costs us a Champions League place. I really, really believe that. Yeah, absolutely. I, in, in one sense, I think your initial point about the whole 45 mil, it's a null point now because we've spent so much on, or, or we've, we've put down, you know, a couple of you know, mil here, a couple of mil there. The point is we now have 90% of the team. Sure, we need those defenders. So I'm, I'm not really bothered about the initial thoughts about, you know, we got 45 million or not. What, what, what my primary concern is for our football club now is that, you know, we get Tini over the line and even if it means getting someone in like uh, um, Dunk, um, like temporarily for a season or two, then so be it, you know? Um, because... You know, just to stabilise the back four. Still don't know what's going on with Koscielny. I'm sitting on the fence with him because I don't know what was said to him. Pure speculations coming out everywhere apart from him saying um, where, where he stands. But I, I, I agree. I think, you know, it, it's football. Like, this world is so fragile, isn't it? One minute it's like, we want players, we want players, we want players. And now we've got them. I mean, okay, Unite, now you've got to show us what you can do. Because, okay, even if we don't get the defenders in one sense, right, the fact that, let's say, from our midfield to our attack is, 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 is strong, it's going to be interesting to see the type of... It's going to give him, Unai Emery, um, what you, uh, uh, management decisions, like difficult ones to make, who to pick week in, week out. Already we've seen in the friendlies like you know last season we had like Aubameyang playing against Boyle and Wood and stuff like that this season he's really just gone youngsters and he's almost like giving them a bit more time um, just like you know the previous manager used to not really release the, like, the, the big guns until the first week of the season and sometimes if there's been a tournament uh, mid-season he'd, he'd even bring them in later in so I think this is Bruno Emery 
um, adapting to English football. But again, it comes down to, yeah, you know, um, is, are the fans going to be, you know, just football's really fickle. Like in, in, in the next few months, you know, our fan base, if it goes pear shape, they could be wanting Unai Emery by Christmas. Unai Emery out by Christmas. If 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 the decisions he makes um, are not justifiable. Absolutely, but every manager don't has to live by their decisions, don't they? They're ultimately employed to get results. And if they don't get results, then questions will be asked. And certainly if Arsenal don't go on and strengthen defensively, and the results don't come, then people will start asking questions of not just Unai Emery, but of this new regime, of the new team of Edu, Raul, Vinay, whatever. Because ultimately, they're telling us that they're doing things as a collective, so we expect the results, don't we? Yeah, absolutely. But I think going back to, you know, Raul, um, Vinay, Edu, I, you know, I've, I've got to say, okay, even though it's two weeks before, week before the window ends, closes and um, massive massive hats off i can't remember a time when we've had a good window as this and it's still open and we're still trying to get other people over the line what to speak about shipping players out which will then i think some patience is going to be required because it means that whoever we ship out by the end of august but i believe we have the time to that might free up some funds for that in January. I mean, I don't, I don't see much being done in January, but I don't want to come away from my point, which is initially the future does look bright because, you know, suddenly that, that, that um, interview being I and Raul had looked really kind of, okay, wow, they're, they're you know, even Josh, they're, they're, they're standing by what they spoke about. Okay, a little too late, but it's also, what is it, is it like a couple of years or, or, or one or two seasons since, Cronky's now 100% that owner, um, shareholder in that sense. So this goes down in history that, okay, 100% like shareholder and now he, you know, these things are happening on on a restricted budget. You know, it's hard. I mean, within just to track someone like, okay, what what can we offer him? Like, you know... um, you know, like Europa League and, and so on and so forth. However, he, for whatever reason, someone spoken to him or some people spoke to him because other clubs were interested, but he chose up, which is which is massive. But again, it comes down to does this now mean they care? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's clear, isn't it, that. Pepe's been influenced here because he's spoken about it in his interview. He's spoken of the fact that Colo Toure was in his ear uh, during the African Nations Cup, that Jovino is someone who uh, came from Lille to Arsenal. And whatever people say about Jovino, and I know a lot of people didn't rate him during his time at Arsenal, but he has had a good career. He went from Lille to Arsenal to Roma, um, did really well at Roma, uh, ended up now he's at Parma and he had a really good season at Parma last year as well. So, you know, these players are understandably his heroes and he feels like, you know, listening to them is the right thing to do. And Arsenal is the perfect uh, club for a player at the stage of his career that he's at. Um, you know, he's a player who is exciting and Arsenal over the last few years, at least, particularly since Arsene Wenger joined, have been known to play exciting, uh, you know, really entertaining football and so you can understand why someone like Nicolas Pepe, growing up in France, a country where Arsenal's influence is, is quite big, um, would want to come to this club. And, and, and that's, you know, 
completely understandable. Deepak, thank you so much for coming on again, mate. Really, really appreciate it. And uh, we'll speak to you again soon. Thanks for having me. Take care. Another great call there. Lots and lots of great calls this evening. Guys, I know there are some ongoing issues with the audio. I do apologize. Uh, We'll make sure that it's sorted for next week, but in the middle of the show, not a great deal I can do about it at the moment. Um, new software, new systems, uh, teething problems, I would say. Right, let's head over to our next caller. Bear with me one second. Here we go. Good evening, mate. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna. Your name and where are we talking to you from? Uh, It's Jay from uh, Newport, Wales. Jay, how you doing, mate? And guys, for those of you um, who don't know Jay, Jay wrote the match report on our website yesterday after the Angers game. Jay will be joining us for this coming season. Fantastic writer. Uh, Jay, thanks for joining us on the show as well. What do you want to say about the Arsenal? Well, what a day it's been today. Great with uh, his finally sign. It's been a while, uh, but uh, I think he definitely adds, uh, he improved our, our team no end, and that's, that's the main thing, really. We needed... Uh, we needed players to come in and improve the first 11. And I think he does that straight away. Now, there's a lot of talk about um, where else we need to, to buy. And that, and that is true. You know, we've got a, a defence that leaks goals and that definitely needs to be uh, improved upon. Obviously, we, we do have links with, with players and there's still time. So I think we can only really judge um, this window when the when the window shuts, which is still obviously uh, just over a week away. And when that's done, if we've got a left back in, if we've got a centre back in, added with what we've got already I think we can look at this window um, as a as a success really absolutely absolutely you know we, we've spent already a lot more money than we thought we were going to spend uh, we've brought in some exciting players I'm excited about Sabios too uh, not quite sure uh, exactly what he's all about and how he fits in just yet but that's because I haven't seen a lot of him and, and not because I don't trust that the club have made the right decision but we we keep talking about that defence Jay we're talking about Tierney, we're talking about uh, lots of others that we're linked with, Rogani, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, it's not just about the personnel, it's about the way we set up the team. Would you agree with that? Do you think Unai's got a lot of work to do on the tactical uh, point of view? I think the thing I was um, surprised about last season is that uh, the last few years of of Wenger, he was uh, criticised with the way the defence was set up and how it played out. And I was expecting something different, really, uh, under um, Unai, really. um, We considered the same amount of goals and there's a lot of same problems that we had under Wenger. And when Unai came in, I initially thought that we'd set up differently, you know, we'd set up his way. But it seems that um, we've sort of just gone along the same route the same problems still arise. Um, some are, are issues with the players. A lot of our players are injury, uh, not so uh, ever prone, sorry. Um, and that seems to keep happening. Um, the setup isn't quite right. I'm not sure if we just bring in uh, one player here or two players there. It's not going to change properly. I think there needs to be a, a rethink about how we um, are defending and um, what the next sort of best thing to, to go is. I do think... Um, we do need to bring in probably a centre-back and a left-back minimum to even have a chance of uh, improving that area. But as I say, we've still got, was it, eight or nine days left of this window. Um, so I think when uh, when the window slams shut, we'll see what we've got, who we've got, because there still could be some people leaving as well. Um, and then we can really judge them, really. Confident that we'll get those players in between now and the end of the window? Oh, 
well, I never saw this deal happening um, really at the start of the, of the window. So I think anything's possible. Um, the links have been quite strong, um, particularly with uh, the Celtic lad. So I'm quietly confident he'll come in because I think that's been going on all summer. Um, and it just seems to be edging closer and closer. And it just feels like a deal that's that's going to go over the line, even if it may take a little while longer. The links with the centre-back are a bit more scarce, I think. Um, I do think the club are are looking, especially with the issue um, with uh, Lauren as well, because he wants to leave. And I don't think we can really let him leave without bringing somebody in. But I also don't think we can keep a player who doesn't want to play for us. He quite clearly wants to leave. And keeping him... Um, sort of against his his will I don't think that's really going to pan out well for him or the club so I think he does need to be moved on but then we need to bring somebody else in and also there's links with um, Mustafi going to possibly Monaco as well so I think there's still a, a few twists and turns to come in but I do think that if five of them are to leave a centre-back has to come in and I think it all just depends on, on the budget uh, if we've got enough money to, to buy someone now if we get a loan in um, and if the player is... is good enough to, to start. I think we, we need a, a centre-back to come in to start straight away because um, we've, we've obviously got holding out uh, for a little while as well still. Yeah, absolutely. And I, just finally, Jim, I'm going to ask you a question that I've asked a couple of people this evening. We, we're talking about the front three, how good they are. We're talking about Ozil behind them. But in terms of that midfield pivot, who would be the two for you that sit there and protect that back four? Who are the best equipped to what two would give us the best balance in your opinion I think it's a, it's a very difficult question to just oh we've lost Jay there let's, let's give him a call back that was a really good call as well uh, let's have a look hold on not sure what's happened there here we go uh, let's get him back on the line here we go Let's get him back on. Oh, we seem to have uh, an issue getting hold of Jay. Not sure why. Uh, here we go. Hold on. Hello, mate. That's all right, mate. I think oh, we've still got the problem. Hold on. Not sure what's going on here. Seem to have a bad connection with Jay uh, down in South Wales. What's going on here? Here we go. Hold on. All sorts of bloody problems with this bloody software. Let's get Jay back on the line. That was a really good call as well. I was enjoying that. No, nope, it's not happening, is it? It's not happening. Um, we're going to have to leave it uh, there with Jay. We'll try and come back to him in a few minutes' time because that was a really, really good call. I was really, really enjoying that one. Uh, not sure what's happened, but let's go back to some of your comments. Uh, leave me your comments in uh, the comment section discussing all the things we've talked about. I want to know who your ideal midfield pairing would be uh, from the players that Arsenal currently have. Forget about the ones we might buy or the ones that we want to buy, etc. From the ones that we currently have, who would you like to see in those positions? Let's have a uh, quick uh, skim through the comments there. Uh, Matt Hales has got a good comment here. Let's bring this one up. Pay Monaco to take Mustafi. Uh, Nimsy Lot says, I want at least three more signings, especially Tierney, and get some dead wood out. Um, I think that's wishful thinking if you think we're going to get three players, and I'll be honest, mate. Um, let's go back to the phone lines, see if this... Uh... Hello? 
Hi, Jay. Sorry about that, mate. Not sure what happened there. Uh, what was you saying about the midfield pivot? So uh, I was saying it's quite a difficult question to just answer with two players because I think it depends on the plan that Unai Emery uh, has for the next season. I think there is a plan because I think, you know, we've, we've been asked to wing forward for quite a while with a lot, a lot of links with different players and now Pepe's come in. Now, I think um, Ceballos from Real Madrid, I think he's come in with the promise of a lot of games and I think he will be one of the starting two. Um, if I could choose, I'd probably have him alongside Torreira um, probably for the reason is I think Ceballos is a, a player that links the defence to the attack rather than a number 10. He's normally like a, a number six. So I think he can, he can uh, instigate the attacks. He can beat, beat the press. Um, and it's, he's got a bit of flair as well. And I think that next to him, the, the uh, intensity of Torreira, um, I think that would gel well. But I think uh, against Newcastle, Torreira's come back a bit late. So I'm not sure if he'll, if he'll be playing that game. So I think it's a, a toss-up between uh, Xhaka and Willock because Willock's been brilliant in pre-season. But again, he's been more attacking. So I think we'll see uh, Xhaka against Newcastle. And I've got a feeling that he'll be named the club captain, which kind of gives him sort of first choice on, on the team sheet in a lot of ways. Uh, so I think, I think Emery is going to go with Xhaka and uh, Sebaos. But personally, I'd go with Torreira over Xhaka. Okay, interesting stuff. And and that's a great point about Xhaka and the captaincy because if you think back to last season, every time Granit Xhaka was fit, he was playing. So Unai Emery's obviously got a uh, good relationship with Granit Xhaka and really feels that he's the right man. Jay, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Apologies about the technical issues and uh, we'll get you back on very soon. No problems. Another brilliant call there, Jay. That was a fantastic call. Really enjoy talking to Jay. And Jay put a fantastic article on our website yesterday following the Angers game. It was like that. As soon as the game finished, it was up. Um, really, really good piece as well. Uh, really informative and really told the story of the game really, really well. Right, let's dial up our next caller. Um, the list is constantly growing. Not sure if we'll be able to get through all of them between now and 10 p.m. But if we don't, I promise you'll get priority on next week's edition. Let's hit up the next caller. Hello. Good evening, mate. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna. What's your name and where are you talking to us from? Hi, Harry, mate. It's Albert from Romford. How you doing, Albert? What do you want to say on the Arsenal? Oh, God, I've got a few points, but I'll wish for them quickly. Um, first thing, great news about Pepe. Can't wait to see him um, in an Arsenal shirt. Um, our first thing, really, Harry, was um, in terms of Edu coming in as technical director. Because I know people talk about um, our player recruitment and who is going to come in and who is going to come out. But to me, it was more about... Because any top, any top football club now, you need to have a sporting director and technical director, which is something that Arsene Wenger didn't, didn't really want when he was there. But... Um, I hope he does. I, I wish Edu. I wish Edu the best, really, because I think it's, it's it's what we it's what we need sort of going forward, and you know, sort of merging that with the whole new backroom team with Raul and Vinay, and, and obviously um, Jungberg being promoted as um, assistant coach. So, um, yeah, that, that's the first thing. I was, I was kind of thinking to myself, um, what sort of technical director out there is going to come to Arsenal when it's sort of current regime? Because we got linked with Monchi and the likes of Overmars and. Um, Edu was sort of linked before originally but um, no it's good to get him in I just hope he does what needs to be done that's sort of my first part I don't know if you agree with that or not 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think the the staff behind the scenes is just as important as the playing staff because if they don't have the right ambition, the right direction, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, then you know how are they, how are we going to produce on the pitch? And I'm thrilled that Edu's come in. Thrilled that someone who knows the DNA of the club has been successful uh, at the club is here. Um, but I just hope that. And, you know, the, the signs are good so far, but I hope that the Cronkies, now they have full ownership, will back Edu and give him the finances, uh, him, Raul, and whoever the manager will be, to do what they need to do. Yeah, of course. And the, um, the other point as well, Harry, I don't know how you feel about it. I feel quite strongly about this. But, um, I mean, I've, I've, I've been an Arsenal fan probably way before we even probably Arsenal Wenger came on, on board as Arsenal manager. But I thought, and this, I, you know what our fan, ba- our fan base is like, as you probably noticed in some of the tweets you might get, but... <laughs> um, it's, um, we sort of almost turned into like sort of snobs sometimes in terms of player recruitment. Um, I think probably the best example I can use of that is, is probably like with Liverpool in regards to um, Andy Robertson. Now, I think like I, you probably as well, a lot of Arsenal fans probably do, we watch football other than just watching Arsenal. So you see certain players play, whether that's in the Premier League or across Europe, and you think to yourself, actually, that player's got promise or that player's got talent. And I look at someone like Andy Robertson who went to Liverpool. I mean, they bought him from a relegated side in the whole city. And I've seen Robertson play for a whole city in Scotland and he's he's a fabulous player, Harry. And I thought to myself, Liverpool played about eight million quid for him. And I look at someone like Kieran Tierney, which who I thought for the last couple of years is a player that I would have loved to see at Arsenal and hopefully they get that over the line. But um, just a quick story, but I, I, I went to the... Um, Arsenal-Rennes game in the Europa League last season and um, I got talking to some of the Arsenal fans um, outside after the, after the game and just talking about players coming in and recruitment and sort of where the AFTV boys going to be set up and talk to other fans about um, you know the game and Arsenal was, as a whole but um, when I was talking to some of the Arsenal fans in regards to player recruitment and it's kind of touching on them when I'm talking about sort of a bit of a snobbish attitude um, I, I mean a big fan of a big, a big player who I was a fan of, um, I probably tweeted him, tweeted about him a couple of times as well that I've probably included you in that. It was Aaron Wan-Bissaka. Obviously, he's gone to Manchester United, but yep. his stats were incredible um, last season um, in regards to um, being the top defender in the league. I think it was in the stats that they um, came up with. Um, and I sort of mentioned it to some of the Arsenal fan base and they looked at me like in disbelief as if, you know, he's not good enough and this and that. And I think I was in a minute, but if you've actually seen him play, and one key thing about Arsenal is you can definitely empathise with and a lot of other Arsenal fans is that defensively, whether it be as a unit or individually or one-on-one, so we're, we just, we've been awful. I mean, even, I know Bellerin improved last season before he got injured and obviously Rob Holding, but there were even times when they played last season defensively, we were just, to put it politely, we were hopeless. And, you know, as much as people want to talk about banter clubs and this and that, you know, you talk about United, but, you know, Ram bissaka has gone there and, you know, he's a player with a love to Arsenal and we just need players that can can defend Harry. Like, you know, it's you know, it's not too much to ask for, but then he did make a good point and I'm sure a lot of other Arsenal fans made the point that it's how we're set up as a team. So you can buy a centre-back, you can go and buy a right-back, which I still think we definitely need anyway. But, it's how you're set up defensively. So it's irrespective of the recruitment you bring in, if you're not set up in the way to defend as a back four or a five or wing backs or on one-to-ones, then you've got no chance. And, our, and the 
goal scored against record against us in the last two seasons will prove that. I, I absolutely... Absolutely agree with you, mate. It's all about the way the team's set up. The team's not being set up correctly at the moment. I can't speak for every Arsenal fan, but when I talk about myself, and and yeah, I do turn my nose up at players sometimes, but that 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 comes from me not trusting in... I've got this thing where I think with young players, and I've said this time and time again, the hardest thing to get from them is consistency. So for me, it's not about turning my nose up at the player because I don't want him because I don't think he's good enough or I don't think he can ever be good enough. It's because we're Arsenal Football Club and we've fallen so far from grace over the last few years that I want to see instant impact, instant results. And I want to see players that will come in now and make a difference. And I guess that's where it kind of comes from. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree agree with you. But I see with someone like, for example, Kieran Tierney, and I don't know if you've seen him play a lot in the last couple of years for Celtic and Scotland, but... Trust me, a lot of Arsenal fans kind of say to me, like, oh, you know, the SPO. And I say to them, just trust me, this, this guy's ready, man. I know people might bring up his injury record, but, you know, I've seen him play enough, and this guy would be an excellent addition to our team. And not, not only that, he can actually play left back and centre back. Fantastic. So, you know, t- t- two problems out of one, really. So he, he, he's ready. I believe he's ready. I hope we do get it over the line, but I, I won't be happy until I actually see him in the Arsenal shirt, just like we saw Pepe today. Absolutely. Fingers crossed uh, we get that deal over the line. Uh, Albert, thank you so much for calling in, mate. And uh, we'll speak to you. Pleasure, mate. Pleasure. Good. We'll speak to you soon, mate. All the best. Thanks, mate. Cheers, mate. Another brilliant call. Lots and lots of great calls coming in this evening. We're going to move on to the next one because we are running out of time. Uh, Guys, like I said, if you want to get involved, you need to tweet us a DM uh, at Chronicles underscore AFC and uh, leave us your details for us to contact you. If we don't get around to you before the end of the podcast, I do apologize. Um, And we will make sure that you have priority on the next phone and we'll be sure to send you a message prior to that to make sure um, that you're available and we'll give you priority on that show. Unfortunately, we've only got a set amount of time and the response tonight has been incredible despite the sound issues, despite the technical issues. Um, So we're really, really grateful for that. Over 120 of you watching us live now across YouTube, Facebook uh, and Twitter. Right, let's dial up the next caller. Here we go. Hello. Good evening, mate. Welcome to the Chronicles of Aguna. Introduce yourself and let us know where we're talking to you from. Hi, Harry, mate. It's Mustafa from Northampton. How are you? Not too bad, Mustafa. Thank you very much. What do you want to say on the Arsenal, mate? Um, well, I just wanted to say how great is it that we finally got a world-class player at Arsenal after so many years of, you know, having average players and stuff. So I was at work today, mate, and I'm absolutely buzzing. Yeah, I think we all are today. We're all feeling good. Uh, But fingers crossed we can get some defenders uh, in through the door as well. What are your hopes for next season? Hopefully, well, I'm not sure why Arsenal are so focused on getting Kieran Tierney as we've already got, you know, Kolasinac, we've got Monreal. I'm more concerned primarily about a centre-back and also a right-back considering that Bellerin's injured and Maitland-Niles is naturally a central, central midfielder. So, yeah, hope, hopefully we can get a centre-back and, if not, a right-back at least. Yeah, that, that that's a great point. I think that people have kind of overlooked that point this summer, that we need another right-back. It's really, really important. And I also think that, 
you know, I, I do think we need a left back too because my sort of theory is that Unai Emery is probably looking at moving Nacho Monreal into the centre of the defence's cover and maybe that's his plan if he doesn't get a centre-half in. Um, you know, he's shown at times that he can do an OK job there. So perhaps that's what Emery's thinking. But you're absolutely right to highlight the right-back thing because Bellerin won't be available at the beginning of the season. Ainsley Maitland-Niles, for me, is not up to it. That's not a reflection of him. It's not saying he's not a good footballer, but unfortunately, he's not a right-back. He's been forced to play out of position for a long, long time now. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how Unai patches up that defence. Uh, what do you make of the Lauren Koscielny situation? Um, it was... It was quite hard because I've been a big fan of Koscielny from the beginning. You know, Boscioni, as everyone says, um, after he made that mistake in the Carlin Cup final in 2011, you know, he really improved. And then for him to go and do, for him to do what he'd done this summer is, I think, completely out of character. I think that he might have had an agreement with Wenger while Wenger was in charge that he would have been allowed to go for free. And now that Wenger's gone, he wasn't able to. And that's why he's spat his dummy out and he's causing this trouble so yeah it's a difficult one but he is still one of our best defenders yeah absolutely agree with you it's not like we're exactly spoiled for choice um what what do you think is going to happen next season do you think we will challenge uh for the top four if things are to stay exactly as they are now no more signings uh, as we are going into the new season how do you think we'll get on I think we could get we I think we can get top four. I don't think Liverpool are gonna be as strong as they were last season, but I still think they'll get second. Uh City for me are gonna win the league. And I believe that we'll get fourth because I don't think Chelsea are gonna do very well with their transfer ban and Tottenham and United are looking quite stagnant. I know top the scum down the road have bought Ndombele, but yeah, I think we'll. I think Arsenal can get top four, and if we can get, you know, I heard rumours of getting Rugani on loan for two years. I know he's not the best of players, but he is an upgrade on, you know, Staffy and Zek Medley wasn't looking too promising either. So if we can get a centre back Rugani, then we can. I think we'll definitely get top four, and as we are, I think we can. You know, I think we can get four, fourth, the fourth spot. Here's here's my thing on uh, Zek Medley simply not good enough he's nowhere near ready um, and I'm not basing that uh, you know on on just last night I, I've seen bits and pieces of him I've seen a bit of the under 23s under 18s last season he's just not good enough he's not at that level yet uh, going back to Daniele Rugani a player that we're constantly being linked with he's not progressed the way Juventus hoped he would and that's why they're willing to let him go they've brought in the lick now as well and they feel that he'll be better off going out on loan. There was high, high hopes for Rogani in Italy. And I know that from talking to my colleagues on Simply Serie A, but he's not quite lived up to the hype. So would he be an upgrade on some of the players we've got? Probably, yeah. But is he the top-class centre-half that Arsenal are crying out for? Uh, I don't think so. Uh, Mustafa, thank you so much for coming on, mate. Really, really appreciate it. Sorry I'm having to cut it short, but we've got one more call uh, to get to before we wrap up, or as many as we can in the next few minutes. So uh, thank you so much, and we'll speak again very soon. Pleasure, Harry. Thanks. Cheers. Another fantastic call. Right. Uh, let's see. Uh, next one. Let's go to the next uh, call. Um, da, da, da. Trying to get through these as quick as possible. Lots of you waiting. And thank you for your patience. Welcome to the EE voicemail. 
Uh, we're trying to get through, but we're not getting through. Let's try one more time on that number. I like to be fair. I like to give it a second try. Welcome. No, we're not getting through. We are not getting through. Uh, hold on. We've got... Let's go to the next one on the list. This is going to be our last uh, call of the evening, unfortunately. Uh, Andrew the Hinkley Gooner, you've put your number down, mate, but it's not going through. I don't know if it's because it's coming through as a private number or what it is, uh, but you're going to need to change that for us to get through to you. Um, da, 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 da. Let's see what we've got here. Bear with me one second. Uh, apologies for this, guys. Just getting through to another call. Here we go. Hello. Good evening, mate. You're on the Chronicles of Aguna. What's your name and where are we talking to you from? Hey, Harry. It's Egal from, I'm from Canada, but I live here now in the UK. How you doing, Egal? I'm, I'm good, thanks, mate. All good. Uh, what do you want to say, mate? Okay. Um, I think... As I said before, I called in before and I said we need to have patience because the window isn't over. Now you see, uh, people are seeing that we're actually making signings and it's a positive. We're on a positive note. We just need we just need the fans to support and understand things are not done within the first week. Sometimes it can take until the final day. So don't panic. Understand it's a process. As you said, he has to he has to set up the team tactically correct. He has to he has to bring in the players and let them and let them feel out the league. So don't expect them to click right away. Have some patience and hopefully, hopefully things will work out well for us. Absolutely. Some great points, mate. It is all about patience at this stage, isn't it? How do you think Arsenal are going to get on next season based on the squad we've got and, and how things are shaping up this summer? At the beginning of the transfer window, we all were asking for a centre-back. And I feel like until we get that commanding centre-back that we can trust, we're still going to have problems in the back. But another major factor is as as long as we can get some consistent elevens um, on the pitch, because we have never had a starting eleven consistently week to week throughout the season, even during the 22 game unbeaten run, we that was our best period where we had a similar team throughout the whole time. And I feel like for us to have any sense of consistency, we have to have a starting eleven that we are solid with. We can chop and change and rotate, but at the same time, we have to have a similar back four. And until we invest more in our defense, we're going to have problems because our starting, our st our our front line is worth 200 million almost. Our middle is worth about 120, and our back is worth what 20 million. So that's <laughs> if that, mate, if that, <laughs> it just goes to show you the discrepancy. Absolutely. If it's worth 20 million, I'll be very surprised. Uh, Egal, I'm going to have to cut it short there, mate, because we've run over time. But thank you so much uh, for uh, getting in touch with us. And uh, I'm sure we'll speak to you again in the very near future. All right. Have a good one, buddy. Brilliant. Another brilliant call. Guys, I'm so sorry, but we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, we have come to the end. We've run over as well. Um, but thank you all for your continued support, for jumping on to the show. Really, really appreciate it. Big hello to everybody in the chat. Don't forget to hit the like button if you're watching on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. When the season finished, we had 500 subscribers on YouTube. We are now approaching 2,500. The growth this summer has been incredible. So a massive thank you to every single one of you uh, for participating. Um, and we'll be back next week with another fans phone in same time, Thursday night, 9 p.m. UK time. 
And uh, until then, take care. This is a Sofa Sports Media production. Follow us on Twitter at Sofa Sports Media. Subscribe to our Premier League show by searching for Sofa Sports Media on Apple Podcasts or wherever it is that you download them from. Join the Sofa Sports Media family to enjoy lots of exclusive content for the 2019-20 season. Sofa Sports Media. Subscribe, enjoy, and join the discussions.